Hey everybody, welcome in to the Letterman Lounge. This is Letterman Live. It's brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. We are here at the location on Olentangy River Road. Mm. Even when the rain is coming down, this is the greatest city in the world, Columbus, Ohio. You got Bobby Carpenter out there catching a little practice and catching some mm. raindrops. It's a toughness day you know, for him to go out there and work through the rain, Jay-Z. Berm, I, you don't have to tell us what you saw, Bob, but I mean, <clears throat> just the fact that these guys, through two weeks of camp, got a scrimmage on Saturday... Now you get some bad weather. Got to see what oh. these guys can bring. I don't know if I'd call it bad. We'll call it inclement weather. Well, it felt a little like August out here. It felt like August in, October, my, in, in Miami, Florida. I wasn't, <laughs> no, listen, it wasn't cold outside. Okay. It was about a 60 degree rain. Right now, it was raining fairly hard. They were on turf, so you had firm footing. I mean, Kerry Combs and I out there, both of us just in a straight you know, T-shirt, no hat, no coat, no gloves, just getting soaked and really drinking it in. And that's what the toughness element is about. All right? So we're going to go out there. You can either cry you know, and complain about the weather or you can respond to it, which is what Ryan's, Ryan's message was about you know, how you handle the response to what's going on. Like, can't change it. If it's going to be raining, you can't say, well... Kevin Warren, push pause. Let's just start next week. Don't Let's give him an excuse. I mean, yeah, he might just cancel the season. Oh, for rain. So, you know, it's good. It, Reschedule. It's, <laughs> it's really good to get some work like this, to have a day where it's raining really hard. Because otherwise, you get in there and like, hey, it's supposed to rain on Saturday, and they're like trying to wet the balls down and stuff. But it's tough to replicate that. So it was really good, I think, grab opportunity for the quarterbacks, the receivers. Because those guys can't wear the gloves. I mean, they could wear maybe the older school, like mm-hmm. G-Tag ones, not like the super, you know, <clears throat> magnet grip ones now. Uh, so they could have done that, but most of the guys, you know, running around out there, no gloves on, having to work through this. You got some California kids, West Coast guys trying to throw the football. I mean, a little bit tougher. Uh, you know, maybe you can throw it through a forest fire out in California, but you're not really throwing it through any rain of some substance. Maybe get some guys from like Miami. That might be a little different where it rains like every day. Sure. Um, you know, and I think that maybe would help a guy like Kyle McCord who grew up, in, you know, in the northeast midwest footprint where you're going to get some of those rainy and drizzly days and every day is not san diego where it's 70 and sunny oh if you've got somebody from california or phoenix then you got to find out if they can handle it because guess what you doesn't big, rain there you got to place a big 10 schedule you're going to see some adverse weather as jay-z is you know well it away. does rain in phoenix sometimes it no, does I, we've I, been how there. Would you know i used to live there i don't i, I Quinn Ewers is here, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. I was we, haven't gonna, even, we haven't even talked I about I was going to see if we could just, just ignore that this was happening for as long as possible. Yeah, why? I mean, we don't need to talk about it. He walked through the practice facility. He is here. I grew my hair out. Big deal. He took part. Quinn Ewers took part in uh, picture day on Sunday. Uh, he's got a uniform. He walked through the facility. And Berm now is going to just pay homage to the mullet. Why not? It's the greatest. <laughs> it's the greatest. But can he throw it? Can here. he throw the football in the rain? Well. I don't know if we found Texas, that out today. I don't, he wasn't allowed, they, huh? Uh, I've been down there when it started. Berm and I were down there. They were like, they ran right into the indoor. They don't want to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've not seen Quinn throw the football in the rain. He does, but I would define Texas and Dallas as a lot different than Phoenix and California. It doesn't rain there a ton, but it does get cold. They do have to play, you know, in some level of weather. They, the one thing they do have a heck of a lot of out there is some wind. You get some nice windstorms. So a little rain, a little wind. You know, Quinn, yours, I mean, you just got here. It's not like you're going to throw him in there. Hey, no. go take some reps, buddy. I mean, you got you to have acclimation days and all <laughs> this nonsense and everything that goes with it. So, yeah, he's got to, you know, have some time just to cruise around with that mullet during practice. Got to learn what to do. Before you can run a play, you have to learn a play. No. So there's going to be time. I mean, 
Berm knows he was locked out there on port on the tarmac of Port Columbus, just waiting for that plane to land. You know, <clears> or did like check that? Did he did he fly up or did he drive the truck? Do you, I, I would he fly private. I mean, his whole yeah, <laughs> name, image, his image own, likeness he's got thing. His own jet now. Yeah, he he was jet. on the Holy Kombuka. Yeah, something like that, right? The company jet <laughs> sent him up. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was interesting though. Ryan Day on Monday at his press conference, people of course asking a thousand questions about Quinn Ewers, and Ryan basically said that he's trying to learn out, figure out where to stretch on the field. Like, where am I supposed to do this? Uh, and it's just another reminder of how far behind he is to everyone else. I mean, even though they've only had, what, 12 practices this this month, those 12 practices combined with the spring, combined with everything else that he's done. Oh, the summer, you knowing everybody's yeah. name, just where the bathrooms are. I mean, yeah. I remember I first got in the Trainers, room, it was like a maze <laughs> you walked around there. It's a lot bigger now than what it was. Yeah. So <laughs> There are actually a lot more hallways than what, yeah. uh, what they had back when you Very guys opened. Very cavernous. It is difficult to maneuver. Uh, but you got to get all that down, which is what we were talking about last year with J- or last week with Jay Z and Cardale. Like, you got to get these basics down, and mm-hmm. then you have to learn the playbook and learn how to break down <laughs> coverages and and slide protection. That that stuff is not going to happen for a while, and people are still asking. Well, now he's here; he's going to get to start practicing. How quickly can he get up to speed? It's it, it's probably not going to happen until January. And Ryan Day's, I think, you know, today was the first time he could address him specifically. He signed and he's in the program and it's like, hey, who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You don't want to say that anything can absolutely not. Anything well, can happen. Anything could happen, Bob. But they are not. Nobody is expecting that to be a likely outcome for Quinn no, viewers. The only reason he's trotting out to the huddle in, in a in a game this year is if <clears throat> a lot of bad things have happened. Right. In, in my opinion, a um, lot of bad things have happened. You know, I, I don't think that they're wanting to do that. I think, yeah, this is just a get them here, get them in the program. You know, start working on what they need to get them in the weight room. You know, put some muscle on them, that sort of thing. Not that you have to be huge to be a quarterback, but you know, just get that body transformation that we've seen a ton of guys go through. And, oh yeah, uh, body you know, transformation. Yeah, right. I mean, I wish I had that. Well, body, Johnson body. didn't transform my body into you, nothing back you in the day. Probably talk to Mick if you want to go in there. If you're willing to, I mean, dedicate can I can yourself. I can I come in with you in the mornings? If you're willing to dedicate yourself, I mean, I'm this, not. Exactly. All right, it's just I a 30, 30 minute bike yeah. ride this morning. That's that's about as much as I go. Jay Z and I are getting ready for Friday with the yes. Roosters Golf Outing. Roosters so Golf that's, that's what we're focused that's, on right now. Um, speaking of that, you can get some two dollar. Got the mozzarella sticks. sticks over there, Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Appetizer Tuesdays. Is there a two dollar mozzarella sticks? Oh, I love mozzarella sticks. They're just fried cheese and so delicious and gooey in your mouth. They dip them in the marinara, but since I'm schlags, I like to dip them in ranch too. <laughs> Why not? Uh, that's two dollars on Tuesday really for a basket impression. of that. <laughs> I thought it was here. I closed my eyes and just thought Schlegel was in the room. With the raspy voice. I, I I'm not sure that the raspy voice is that difficult to pull off, but Bob's definitely got a head start with the 15 years of hanging around yes, that guy. No doubt about it. Oh, uh, it's so much fun making fun of him. He's such a good sport about it, too. I, he needs to he needs to get away from Jacksonville and get back for at least one episode. So I had a friend ask me. He was going down there. He works in the media. He's like, hey, I'm in Jacksonville tonight. I haven't texted him back. He's like, I'm gonna have to hit up Schlegs to see where like good spots to eat are. I'm like, I think Schlegs was down there by himself. Even <laughs> the only thing he probably did was go through like a Chick Fil A or something down mm-hmm. there. Like they don't have roosters, so we were trying to mail them down the mac and cheese bites. I think they sent them all down. That's why they that's why that's why out. we don't have them anymore. Berm yeah. is freaking out. Yeah, I'm not happy. National shortage of mac and cheese bites. Yeah, so I mean, I left here last week thinking, okay, I I gotta get my mac and cheese bites somewhere. So I stopped at Sheets on the way home. Mm. They're out too. Oh, everyone's out. I didn't know they had. I wonder. Them. I could be. I could maybe make you some mac and cheese bites. At I don't my think house. it's going to be the same, Bob. 
Well, that'd be better. Chives actually said that before the show. He's like, you know, you can go get Kraft Mac and <clears> Cheese, and they have plenty of batter back there. Berm, restaurant expert that he That's is. That's just not the way it works. I mean, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, you need to freeze it. You need to. It, it's a big problem. You've looked into this process. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to make a fried mac and cheese ball. I'm not a. I'm not a moron. <laughs> You'd kind of look like one, though. <laughs> um, what, <laughs> dude? Uh, oh goodness gracious! It's not. You didn't even grow it out. It's a freaking wig. Oh, that's why I say that. You just told everyone the secret. Yeah, I know. But it's just because you're such a hey. How about that? Much Justin better looking Fields, guy huh? without it. Mm. How about you? Didn't that, look Justin? too shabby, huh? <laughs> what well, a great segue. His first uh, <laughs> first two series. I mean, they didn't do Fields any favors. You know, he's got a stare in a third and eight from like his own twenty, like. First of all, when they he got the ball, the guy tries to return it from like eight yards deep. I'm like, what are we doing? Can we get <laughs> out past? Good, yeah. He's trying to win a job, Bob. Thankfully, he gets to the 18, and then it's a third and eight. And like, what do they do? False start. Eh, false start again. I'm like, oh, there you go. Third and 18 fun. now. I'm just praying, like, don't try to be a hero and like try to really squeeze one in somewhere and throw a pick. Hung in the pocket, escaped out through the check down, picked up like eight to 10 yards, give him some breathing room. All right. Good deal. Then you go to the next next series. Like, all right, run around a little bit, make some plays, and then boom, fumble, and they pick it up. It's, all right, you know, like that's kind of how it starts. And then from there on out, it looked like he kind of settled in, yeah, relaxed. Learn from it, well. retire the spin move. That it's probably not going to work at the next level. Yeah, no, nah, I think he's probably going to keep that in his repertoire <laughs> just in case because he, uh, he he looked. I mean, from the highlights, anyways, that they show you. Yeah. I didn't sit and watch the whole game, but oh, he looked good. I was yeah, just I mean, watching the <clears> game. I mean, it was great because. NFL Network, they had like five in a row. I mean, it was the greatest thing yeah. ever. And so I'm like, get Andy Dalton. I'm like, I was on a boat down in, on the Ohio River with my in-laws. I'm watching. I'm like, I didn't, I'm not sitting here on a pontoon trying to, on my phone, like watch, <laughs> wanting to watch Andy Dalton. I've seen plenty That's of how Andy badly Dalton. you wanted some football back in your life? Is that? Well, I mean, I wanted to be educated and be able to talk about it. And so I figured I'd sit down and watch a little, a little, uh, Bears and uh, who the heck were they even playing? Yep. And there yeah. we go. Dolphins, right? Bear, Dolphins, Dolphins, yeah. 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 And like Browns watched, had the Jags. About Browns, Jags. And I watched like, Tua do this thing that I'm glad Justin didn't do. It's in the red zone, trying to bend one into Sheehan in there. And it's like, ah, throws it, intercepted. I'm like, probably should have just eaten that and taken the three points. Yeah. But that's the thing with some of these young guys. So Justin continues to play like this. I think he'll be the day one starter. All right. The day one starter for Ohio State has not yet been officially determined. Well, but Ryan said he thought he would know this weekend. Today was maybe the, another week to know. Well, today sure. was the strongest. He acknowledged that there was separation. It's C.J. Stroud. Uh, this is the first time that he's actually said it, even though you could see it. That mm -hmm. you know, the, We know that C.J. Stroud was the backup. We know that he was first in line throughout spring. We know all about the, the throwing sessions. He was organizing with the receivers in the summer, continuing to take first-team reps, uh, <laughs> even while they rotated for the first 12 days of practice. But this is that time now. He didn't say, hey, this is definitely going to happen at, at Minnesota. C.J. Stroud will take the first snap. But this was the first time that he said one guy by name and said there was separation. So it's not a surprise, I don't think, to any of us. Yeah, based read on all those things I said. Read into it what you will. I mean, we've all been expecting for months that, that C.J. Stroud is going to be the eventual starting quarterback. So, you know, for Ryan Day, just to make a little bit of a difference as opposed to the last couple weeks where he's like, oh, it's too early, it's too early, it's too early. At least now he's acknowledging that it's not too early. And I just think you still want to just keep motivating the guys behind him to keep oh, working through this week I think as hard as I can. What else is interesting is seems a little bit as if like Kyle McCord is maybe taking like the number two role as well, which, you know, him being the last guy of those three to enroll, uh, but a five star guy nonetheless, very talented. And that's why I said, like, I think this job will be one, 
but I don't know if it's ever going to be written in stone over the next two years. You know, with Ewers being here, Kyle McCord, I I only anticipate him getting better throughout the season. Not that I think CJ will struggle, but like there might be a point in time where all of a sudden, like one of these guys looks so much better than the starter in practice. Like, okay, we might need to like get him some reps. And Mm. I don't think Ryan would hesitate to make a move if he felt like there was a better player or a better option who maybe wasn't just the incumbent starter. If you're talking about mid-season changes. I can tell like Jay Z starting to. Well, I was, I'm just thinking about Clemson back in the day when they had the kid that took him to the, the playoffs yep. or whatever the year before, and then Trevor Lawrence comes in, and you know that's a different scenario because you have an older guy with a younger guy. You know, here they're both young. Uh, so if McCord continues, you know, I guess he's behind what a season because the other two had at least one yeah, season, yeah. full one full season. So he, he's a little bit behind, but as he continues to learn and you know mature in his offense. You know, come week six, if he's lighting it up in practice and CJ's just looking okay, you know, why why wouldn't you maybe say, let's give this kid a shot? They're the, they're the same age, you know, they're almost on the same on the same boat, uh, age wise. And you know, if he if he does come and shows that he has got it all there, I could see Ryan going that way. He he wants to win ball games. And he has to get his best players out on the field. I think that would be the tough part about this hypothetical is because they're both young, and if you feel like you know, right now and heading into the opener mm-hmm. that C.J. Stroud is your guy. Like, those first two games are not cakewalks no. on well, the road. That's against- why I think if you have a guy who's more ready now that you would go with that versus yeah. potentially a guy mm-hmm. who, like, he's showing flashes, but he also yeah. has some some valleys. Yeah. So we need to make sure we win these games. It's not like we're opening up with, you know. Yeah, it's not like we're Akron going against yeah, Akron or something like that where, yeah. you know, we're going to get everybody a couple reps or a couple series here and there. This is a, man, you got a Thursday night game against a Big Ten opponent, and then, hey, the week after that, you're you're having Oregon coming to town. So Day on Monday talked about it. He said, you know, aside from just the leadership piece that CJ has, but he's taking care of the ball. And Ryan always kind of throws in those little things that are just breadcrumbs. Like he's not turning the ball over, and that's what, you know, for a young quarterback, a guy like Kyle in his first real work – is a little bit more willing to take chances with the football. I think we saw that in the spring game. He's much more yeah. willing to do so. And Risky business. Right. And these first couple games don't have really Risky uh, room for yeah. friskiness. You know what I'm saying? There it is. You got you to gotta be. Listen, gotta if be, I had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, I'd be just closing my eyes and throwing it to the sideline. You just got to trust that they're going to either catch it or knock it out of the other guy's hand. Joe, right? I, listen, Joe Bowserman did that, and he didn't have either one. Because Joe Bowserman <laughs> threw it into the stands. I saw one. I, yeah, watched I did see one go into the stands once. Yeah. I mean, the coach always jokes like you said, the towards the, you said towards the sideline. You didn't say it had to be on the field. Joe is the first player, and Justin can tell you how many times, because you'll hear him like, the coach, just throw it away. Throw it in the stands. Mm-hmm. You say it all the time. Like, it's just figuratively throw it away, yeah. not actually not actually put it in the first row. <laughs> There's like 12 <laughs> yards of sideline, plus like 10 feet of elevation that he somehow cleared. No one was going to catch that. that. He's got a strong arm. Joe Baseball, he had a strong arm. He could get that, get that into the stands. And it was in Miami, so I think mm-hmm. like hit an empty bleacher, too. Well, yeah, of course. Part. He did that in a game field. at Nebraska. I mean, I'm, it was really bad. Yeah. A few times, I believe, according yeah. to the passing chart. was not a great day. <laughs> that was the... That was the beginning of. I mean, that was Bra- Braxton Miller started that game, and the Buckeyes were rolling, and then he got hurt, and then. Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched hurt. that game. Braxton got hurt. Yes, I know. Uh, yeah. I don't remember that ever happening. Um, what else were you saying about Kyle McCord there, Brent? I'm just saying, like that sort of thing is what makes the difference. I think for Ryan Day heading into these first few mm-hmm. games, especially when you go on the road to start the season at, at Minnesota, it's going to be they return like 186 players or something like That's that. That's a lot. Uh, and then you got Oregon and, and Diet you, Pepsi and Sierra Mist. Right. And then you have Oregon and Kayvon Thibodeau, who's, you know, a real threat as an edge rusher and someone who's 
maybe a little loose with the football uh, <clears throat> doesn't work in that situation. Yeah, that's not what you want, especially because there's now this possibility of a different right tackle being out there for Ohio State. Mm, um, who's that? DeWand Jones. The, the big man. I think that Burma, He's a big man. I'll see what, what you three think about this and how legitimate you think it is as an option. Greg Studrawa said there were still several things they were working through. Uh, and so I think one of the most fascinating parts about this is that it's not just a battle at right tackle because if you had that, then Nicholas petit Frere would be winning that against Duan Jones or Thera Munford against Duan Jones. It's more of a this last spot. So Matt Jones playing well at left guard is he going to give you enough that he's your fifth guy so then you can put Munford and petit Frere back at tackle? Or is Dewan Jones elevated to a point where he needs to be on the field and the only place you can put him is right tackle, and then you shuffle elsewhere? It's a really interesting dynamic. I think probably not an easy decision for Ohio State, but a reminder of the depth and versatility and flexibility they have right now. Well, and it's a lot different than really any other position group because, like, oh, you're wide receivers, you can move this guy, and maybe playing inside versus outside is a little bit different. But it's the one posi- position group where literally all five guys have to be working together and in sync. If, yeah. if you don't, it doesn't matter how good they are individually. If you're turning guys loose and nobody's blocking them, like that's the worst case scenario. So you'd rather have five guys at least that can communicate and know what the heck's going on mm-hmm. with each other. And so you bump there and it's like, all right, well, this is something you really haven't done you know, a lot. Are you going to be, you know, how good will you be at this? And I think it'll be pretty good. I don't understand it. Like Dewan Jones, like are you that much of a dominant force on the outside to where – you're great in pass pro, and you're also just – I think this team's going to run the ball a lot, just yeah. a road grader. I mean, the guy – I mean, he doesn't really look like a, a normal human. Like, their offensive line is all massive, but this guy is yeah. – I, I mean, he, oh, he – The picture of him and Orlando Pace, oh. I think, and uh, he may have been bigger yeah. than Orlando He's, Pace. He is an I enormous mean, man. It, it, it's insane. I think what they're do- – I mean, the reports coming out of them switching all these guys around, it goes to what Bobby kind of just said, what we talked about beforehand, you know, maybe a run-heavy – uh, kind of an offense with the young quarterback saying, all right, we got to get our five best, you know, run blockers out there. You know, they're going to be all right pass wise, you know, if that's what they've done. And we're going to be doing a lot of play action, trying to get these, you know, get these linebackers and safeties coming downhill off of the run game. So it's an interesting thing, but man, that offensive line, I mean, they're all six six and above, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, that's that's insane. I think Harry Miller's like I mean, Harry Miller is six four. Is he, oh, yeah. is he, but, well. but again, because you're not going to have a center who's you know well, six seven center out there, but he's still about as big as you could possibly. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's as big as you can. And last year they saw you know games where you got to throw some guys in and have a mixed match. You know, so I think it's great that they're getting the experience, even if they don't end up going with that lineup. You know, you're moving people around, showing them, teaching them now. So come season time, if something does happen or they need to make a change. You know, people can move around and shift around, and they're not going to miss a beat because that that room, that offensive line, is going to be a huge part of what this offense can do. It, and I know we have all the weapons on the outside and everything else, but it all starts right there, especially with a young quarterback. And it was Thayer's idea, which I think is the most interesting thing. He actually last week when we were meeting with the offensive line group said that you know we actually talked about it when. Uh, we got to talk to the offensive line in the spring, and we were like, oh, did you talk to Paris about coming back and how that impacts him? And it was actually DeWan that was impacted the most because, so, you know, so Thayer mm-hmm. told DeWan, if you do all the right things, if you're on, you know, working, if you're – Make getting, all the right moves. Make all the right moves. No risky business, you know. Uh, it, that, that We're just he, looking for a few good men out yeah, there. that's well, all you got to do. Welcome to 80s and 90s Tom Cruise movie day. And they've got more than a few good men. <laughs> I mean, they got they really do have uh, – it, it's purple rain all over that place. I mean, well, I mean, it was almost <laughs> days of thunder out there with this well, rain coming down. Yeah. 
most definitely. Yeah, but that that makes the mission almost impossible, Bob. <laughs> I can't think of a single Tom Cruise movie to go with. I mean, <laughs> uh, we're gonna get we're gonna get Jay Z some steel magnolias, and we're gonna take Vanilla quick, Sky. Quick. Was he in that one? <laughs> <Was it Vanilla? laughs> Here's the good news. Well, well Star- we keep finding out that Jay Z doesn't actually watch movies every week. Like, no. Well, I love I do enjoy Tom Cruise. When I mean, Stud, when minutes, Stud yeah. gets this figured out, he'll be able to sit back and have a cocktail, and it'll all be cocktails and dreams for cocktails everyone. Cocktails and dreams. Oh, that's enough for me. That's are we are we good? Have we reached our quota? That's probably uh, a good place to put a pin. It's probably in a mission impossible to get to the break. Jay Z is going to fire up IMDb <laughs> while we're taking a quick break, eating some mozzarella sticks, which are here for Appetizer Tuesday. We'll but, right back with you know what? They are, no, no, <laughs> no, Bob. We're coming right it. back. How about this rain, man? Stop it. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the cancer research fund, and that's from the Buckeye Cruise from cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart, and we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. We are cruising into the second segment. Uh, Bob's, st- Bob's still trying to come up with more references for the rest of the show. Jay-Z, I think, has figured out what he might be able to drop in. We'll see if he can squeeze one in yeah. as we get along here. I got a haircut. Oh, look at Oh, this. he got a haircut. Oh, that's delightful. Thank you. Let's try not to pay too much attention. It's almost to like you went to the last samurai to have them carve your hair up. <laughs> oh, boy. That wasn't even the one he wanted to drop in there. He's just I forgot he's, about that movie. Just everyone. Time should, ago. What everyone movie do you that. remember, Jay Z? Like, what's uh, what's his name in Tropic Thunder? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that was maybe his best. Uh, it might be that may be Tom Cruise's best. That might be uh, thespian act. <laughs> we found a good. movie that Jay Z has watched. It's Tropic Thunder. Now we know. Yeah, I guess. Get your references ready for <laughs> That's that. It. Uh, there's not a lot of you can reference that show, uh, that movie about uh, Any, we anymore and keep our can't really say that <laughs> not anymore yeah, no, uh, right. on YouTube and and keep uh, uh, people coming back and we don't want to be canceled they might come back do not want to be they canceled. just might not be able to find it because That's it'll right. be removed from the Roosters, server Nicole might not let us come back she's getting ready for that golf tournament by the way mm-hmm. JC and I are going to go win it came up a one or a tiebreaker short last year I think it was a tiebreaker short last year so we're we're stacking the team we're coming for them okay we got Stacking the team. We got the, oh, yeah. This guy's going to lead the way for us. Yeah. We're gonna get, I'll lead off. Going to get Craig Krenzel out yeah, there. Yeah, we got CK coming. And then a little Stoney. Put something in the fairway, then we're going to let Stoney no, turn it absolutely loose. Amazing how far he can hit the ball. I don't know how. Like Jake Ballard, it's some, something about tight ends. Just yeah, the golf well, ball. Jake, Jake's a huge. But he's a huge human. Yes. Stoney so has like slimmed down tremendously yeah. since mm-hmm. his playing day, and he just absolutely. When you grow up on a golf course, you know, it's just a different life. <laughs> that's just like Bob. He was swinging Bob at a young age. Events in the next couple months. Yeah, we, I grew up on a farm, so oh. that's like why farming is a part of my life. Yeah. Mowing grass, cutting mowing, trees, mulching, mulching. You all, and, the oh, yeah. all, the all this stuff. You and yeah. Cade Stover get together and talk about the. Cade farm. looks good out there too, by the way, and he looks like a dude that grew up on a farm because he did. <laughs> it's a day and night difference, really, between you guys like that and Jake. You know, day. I, I don't even know. I, is that a movie? <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Okay, crushed it. It's gonna, yeah, you nailed it. We're gonna keep <laughs> the on. best references, the ones that no one gets. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I got it. Really, I, really keeps people engaged. I've, yeah, you you dropped in, uh, Kate Stover. There, Bob. Is there anybody else that is emerging uh, through two weeks that you've seen or heard or 
Talk to me or Berm about well, this that's caught you by a surprise. It's just interesting watching, you know, because these guys were were working through some things. You know, G. Scott didn't play at all really in the spring, and it was kind of. You know, is he ready for the start of camp? I don't feel like I remember seeing Yeah, he's him. been going uh, pretty much full go since uh, since camp started. But, you know, it's, it was a work in progress. He changed positions, and then you're trying to, like, hey, throw a guy in there and fall mm-hmm. camp. Like, when you're trying to get ready and have a guy learn a new position. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, after Jeremy Ruckert, this compilation of tight ends where they all have these unique skill sets. Like, gee, Scott, like, running around out there, like, he could be a problem, like oh, a yeah. tight end. And he's a lot – I mean, I think him moving there – just fully uh, empowered him to really just go after it in Brace the weight room and maybe up. and maybe at the dinner table and the too. Dinner table. I mean, he's he is big. He had a free for all. Just do whatever you want. Yeah, Put on like, weight. Well, he talked, <laughs> you know, he get talked with about Mick. that last week, Bob. When the tight ends were out, was that you know if he was going to stay at wide receiver, it was a constant battle for him. He'd be like, starving himself. Stay at two fifteen. It's and real. I was, his frame. It's going to be easier for him to just mm-hmm. grab that burger <laughs> and become a tight end. Yep. And like cool. Start chugging down some food, man. I mean, that's protein shakes. What a deal! And he's because he still moves very well. Oh, he runs great. But like it, the reality is, his body, like he's a big dude. Like this is the same thing with Court Williams. Like guys that are like bigger dudes and like to work mm-hmm. out. I mean, they just like pack on muscle. Seven Banks is another one of those guys. Like Damon Arnett. I mean, they just have the ability to get big. Now, you know, those guys, Seven and Dame, like okay, you can maybe slide a strong safety, but you, you just keep it together at corner. But you know, if you're talking about a guy like G. Scott or a guy like Court Williams, like, hey, man, there's nothing wrong with, like, sliding into the box and being more of an outside backer or a tight end versus a wide receiver or kind of like a you know, strong safetyist position because if not, it's going to be a constant battle. You're, you're 17, 18, 19 years old. I don't know if I'm breaking news here. It only gets harder to lose weight as you get older. Okay, so don't say, Bob. Yeah, well, I'm just throwing that out there to people. Yeah. Like, in case they're like, oh, why couldn't these guys do it? And I tell them, like, Okay, so imagine today, then ask your dad how hard is it him for him to lose five pounds? Because you can lose it in a day or two if you want. For your dad, it's like starve yourself and run your face off, and then you are terrible. Like if you had to practice, because you'd just be exhausted. Yeah. So when you're talking about Court Williams, though, Bob, what kind of role? Jailhouse, by the your way. Your guy, your guy. You came in and closed the deal. How does he fit? Do you think in this this defensive lineup? Yeah. So he's. I think he's doing some of the bullet stuff right now. It's tough because like the bullet look. It basically looks like a four-two-five for the most part, and it's kind of like two strong safeties. They play so much single high. Usually, have a strong safety down to one side or the other. And if you have do you, them, do you dislike that as a linebacker that that's, you're taking probably one <clears throat> off the field here? Well, like, that, that that position is kind of almost like a hybrid linebacker. Those guys are bigger, um, but when you have three wide receivers, like you have to match with like personnel. When you play Wisconsin, you're not going to play the bullet very often. Like that's the reality. You play Iowa, mm-hmm. minimal bullet action. Illinois, minimal bullet action. You start playing some spread teams, like, okay, you can do some more stuff with that, especially spread teams that like to run the ball out of those alignments. And so then you'll go, like, some nickel stuff. You'll bring, like, a corner, move some other guys around. But I don't hate it. It's just, it's just a function of how the game is being played. So you have to be able to match, like, personnel. And so when you can get those guys who are, you know, 6'1 to 6'3, you know, 210. 10 to 220 that can run and move. Yeah, they can keep up with Devontae Smith. But can also go down and fill. <laughs> when he's fill going hard. in motion and coming back out. Yeah, they can go down and fill in the run. Like that's, I think that's a huge benefit to be able to have those guys. with one more uh, week under our belt. What did you learn last week that, um, I don't know, surprised you, you liked, didn't like? I mean, I continue to like what I see out of Ryan Watts. I think that it, at corner. Another I mean, big 
Yeah, just a different type of body style than you're used to seeing at corner. And I think that, you know, and Ryan Day alluded to it to this morning. This is the first time Kerry Combs has had everyone healthy in the secondary. Yeah. Everyone's Actually, everyone was practicing. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's out there. Court Williams, as you said, I mean, he's back now, finally getting into some seven on seven stuff that he wasn't able to do after, you know, his knee injury, a lower body issue a year ago. Um, he's a knee. We can say it. You know, it, it's just great to see them all back and, and running around. But I, I really think that the young guys are going to make some plays for that secondary and I that goes from Jaquelon Johnson who you wrote about last week to Jordan Hancock to, to Watts to Cavazos if he's healthy legend is a like a really special athlete if he's engaged and, and dialed into the football part of life but you know I think the the difference and is always about safety I, I keep going back to that Josh Proctor looks much more um, mature than he has in recent years the look part has always been there for yeah. Josh Proctor. I mean, I think it's if you act and carry yourself with that maturity and everything I've seen <clears throat> being around him, the, the times that I have, it, it's there. I think that he's a person that gains the most from what we've talked about with last year's struggles where <laughs> you need to be able to sit in a room with your defensive coordinator and you need to be able to mm-hmm. take that to the field and the Zoom stuff and not being able to practice. That really hurt Josh Proctor because he was being asked to replace a you know three year starter and a captain in Jordan Fuller, with none of the experience that yeah. Jordan Fuller had, that was a major problem. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see that secondary. You know, just come out if they if they all can stay healthy going into the season, just giving Carey his full arsenal of guys. Because uh, last last year we saw a couple of key injuries early on, and then he's just trying to piece together you know what they're able to do. I'm excited for that. Uh, that there's going to be some guys who step up and we, we're going to get back to that best in America type thing. I, I feel like, yeah. um, you know, towards the end of this yeah. year, we will be back to that. And I think that there's also a, a bonus happening here for the Buckeye secondary and that they're getting to work with Matt Barnes a lot more. And Matt Barnes is a super, super bright guy. Like that guy coaches and teaches different than Kerry Combs does. Mm. And it might be connecting with these kids in a different <laughs> way. Kerry's a little bit, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Old school. High energy. Um, Matt is a little bit more, you know, diplomatic. Cerebral. Uh, diplomatic, cerebral. Yeah. Uh, you know, perhaps a little more thorough in the actual teaching of the why you're doing something as opposed to just go do it because you're a freak athlete and you should be able to. Um, Bring the juice. Right. The juice. Exactly. Everyone loves the juice. Um, and so what's interesting with that, you know, Josh Proctor, you know, they play, they're playing a lot of single high safety now. And single high safety isn't difficult to play. It's fairly simple in what you're being asked to do, but it's really difficult to play really well. It takes a lot of instincts. Mm-hmm. You have to have big vision to be able to See consume, field, consume a lot of information, not lock in on different guys, get drained out of your position, reading the quarterback, understanding them, being able to really go almost numbers to numbers to make plays. So he has that physical ability. I think he's get, Josh Proctor's getting more comfortable back there. You know, this, this team – Suffered a ton of injuries, you know, through last season, the spring with Cam Brown and Seven Banks both being out. But in doing that, I think it allowed guys like Watts, Legend Cavallos, when healthy, some of these young guys. And even honestly, I know a guy who Berm has been championing for years, six years, as a matter of fact, Demario McCall. Love Demario. He actually, I, I was very pleasantly surprised. With how he looks completely different than those other guys because he's like a little little sprite out there. Well, it's, it's him, Marcus Williamson, and Cam Martinez in that little 
then the little guy rolled. Short, short guy. That, yeah, but he, he has played corner really well. I mean, talking to people like, should have probably done this two or three years ago with him because he's competitive, he's quick, he has pretty good ball skills. I know everyone like looks back on the spring when he got turned around, couldn't find the ball, but it's the first time he yeah, was I mean, what he was also yeah, yeah. matched up on Chris Olave. Well. You're going to be thrown out after 15 practices. Like yeah. I, I've said this a couple of times now. I, I have to give DeMario McCall credit for embracing the move and trying really hard at it to find a way and uh, you know, because I've been extremely critical of him, probably more than anybody else on this roster, for the weaknesses in his game on the other side of the ball. But you know, if you're trying, and clearly he has, he didn't leave. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. He didn't take what happened in the spring and said, "You know what? That sucks. I'm out of here." Uh, he took a sixth year, and they're ma- and you're making him go play cornerback and slot cornerback, and I'm one of the hardest positions. It's not like he's just going to no. He played, I mean, that's like one of the hardest positions to to, to play, right? He, I mean, he did play it in high school a little bit, but obviously it's yeah. way different at North Ridgeville. Six years ago, <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit different at North Ridgeville than going up against Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave every day in practice. But yeah. uh, you know, it's Good just for him. Those guys, Demario, Marcus Williamson. I mean, those guys that have been here a long time, and they're just trying to find a way to make an impact. And mm-hmm. Marcus Williamson, we don't ever talk about him. And I he, like Marcus, and he played a ton last year, yeah. and is going to be a, a starter this year. So you know, there's just all these guys that they're trying to figure out a way to get on the field, and and then you they're going to play out, a lot of guys, yeah. And then you got the Lathan Ransoms of the world that have to play. Lathan's too good not to, and so you got to figure out how to get all these mm-hmm. parts moving around, and that flexibility on the defense is going to be a big part of what they do. Well, the great part is, like, I really believe they'll probably consistently play between eight and ten DBs a game. Like in meaningful action, I'm not talking about you know fourth quarter when you're up by 28 points. I think they'll roll a lot of guys, they'll do a lot of packages, a lot of subbing, and we'll be good because if injuries come, that'll be part of it. You mm-hmm. keep guys really, really fresh. And the only the question you always have is playing young guys. You know, are you worried they're going to make mistakes? But like listening to length of ransom talk, like the questions that he asks, these guys are really bright. Like they're they're very intelligent players, mm-hmm. which puts the coach at ease a lot more. Like if you're asking that question, that means that you obviously understand what we're doing because you're smart enough to be like, well, if they do this, then what should I do? So you've thought through like a couple layers of the process. How tough is that to just rotate? I mean, as a defense. It's not as hard. No, I mean, it's not. It's not as hard as you think, especially when you know you're going to do it. Like the the starters, you know, the the first line guys, you know, they'll probably play, I would imagine, 60, 65%. And then you'll probably get the you know the rest of the guys, you know, 35, 30% of stuff. Because here's the thing you don't think of. A quarterback just reps, 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 seeing it, feeling it. There's times where as a, as a defensive player, they run you down the field 65, 70 yards. And, like, instead of you jogging back and getting gas, when they bring in a new receiver, yeah. the guy that you were covering, yeah, you, know, you have to run fresh, back up yeah, there. You got to do it again. They're like, hey, get him out. Go. Next guy. You know, you take a couple plays, boom, yeah. get a little bit of shot of water, boom, you come back in. So it's like, all right, like, you're not just sitting there like, really like trying to catch your breath, mm-hmm. like you're, you're yeah, tired. Getting a call, like, what is it? Ball, oh, God, never mind. They're snapping the ball. I'm running back and, 70 and that, yards. And that's what it is. And so like you can reset, recalibrate yourself. And so like you feel like every rep you go out there, you're getting quality yeah, reps yeah. as opposed to like, your legs are feeling heavy. You don't feel good about your situation. Bob, I really appreciate the fact that you did uh, our show with your shirt on this week. I don't know. That you, you <laughs> well, we're inside at a restaurant. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I'd be allowed to be in here. They do have a sign up that says new, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Uh, well, that was a good good one by old Ben Hartsock, our old teammate. He asked so me to do it. Like, well, yeah, you don't care. I get really hot in my office when I'm doing shows. <laughs> 
And it was just like, we have the Zoom up just for our own enjoyment. So I'm like, all right, man. I mean, I don't <laughs> care. Show as, these guys as what long I'm as working we, with. We don't have female producers, which sometimes we do. So I respect them. And if I ask and if they care, okay. If not, whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's it's fine. Awesome. Just like looking like Rod Tidwell in there and showing Rod the Tidwell. <laughs> <laughs> just ripping yeah. off that shirt and dancing around in the kitchen. Uh, talking to his Show him the money. Show me the money. Rock yeah. walking around like Mickey Mouse, dude. Just <laughs> pants no shirt. <laughs> Does anyone ever question the fact why Mickey Mouse only wears pants and Winnie the Pooh only wears a shirt? And Donald Duck getting away with some weird stuff too, but that tells me that we're at the end <laughs> and of the show. That's yep. the firm ending of the show. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. The firm. There was one more left. All right. Any, anybody else? Jay-Z, did you find one? No. He's racking his brain. No. We're going to cruise out of here. Uh, that's Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. A lot more coverage uh, of training camp on the way. That uh, opener is coming up soon on September mm. 2nd for Ohio State at Minnesota. Can't wait for that. Thanks to Roosters again for having us in here in the Letterman Lounge. We'll be back here next Monday. We will see you then.